Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Life Radio. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks. Good. I am doing I'm so glad. Well. Mm-hmm. So what was I going to say? <laughs> I don't know. It's I- gone. Like, it's totally gone. <laughs> Perfect. So we're recording this week is the week of Thanksgiving. Yes, it is. And um, you have any special recipes that you're ex- mostly excited about making? I will tell you that I am trying to make this holiday as keto friendly as possible. Okay. How does that work? How's that working with keto? Because the stuffing that I'm getting ready to make is not keto. It's friendly. not keto. So gluten free, but it's not keto. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, I found a recipe for keto stuffing and you make your own bread. So I will okay. make a keto friendly bread and then cut it into cubes, toast those cubes, and then mm-hmm. make, um, and then make the dressing, stuffing, whatever uh-huh. you call it, wh- yeah. whatever your family calls it. So, my dad, well, both of my parents have been on keto for quite a while, and it's, re- I think it's been really been helping my dad, and um, obviously Cliff's been on keto since. Now Cliff wouldn't eat stuffing. Before or after keto. So it makes no difference to him whatsoever. <laughs> but um, so I have that. And I f- did find a keto pumpkin, fi- pumpkin pie for Cliff. And what else is there? That Gravy. Mm. So I found a keto gravy. Wow. So I'm just interested. Um, I find it interesting. We'll see. It might be a total flop. And I'll come back next week and be like, yeah, next year we're going Full carb. <laughs> That's fun. That's but, really fun. Yeah. So it's fun. Uh, the funny, th- one of the funny things for me today, I went to the grocery last night and I got everything that I need for Thursday. And I find it mind boggling that you can spend, I spent half of my normal grocery budget on the food for one day. Isn't it crazy? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, I, so I have this like overflowing cart and I let a lady go in ha- ahead of me because she only had six items. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be here a while. <laughs> but um, so she asked me if I was hosting and I said, yes. And I said, so this is all of this is for one day. And then I had some, a bag of Epsom salt on the corner. I said, and that's so I can soak after. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's amazing how much work and preparation go into making things special. It is. I, I love, I love making you know, days special, holiday special, all of that. Um, but it is so much work and, and you don't really know it unless you are actually the one yeah. doing it. Yeah. So I'll start tomorrow mm-hmm. and make as much as I can tomorrow. And then the, you know, yeah, everything else will, will be done Thursday morning, mm-hmm. which reminds me, I haven't given my parents a time, but the, the funniest thing was today I had to go buy a new bucket to brine my turkey because the bucket that I have used for the last, I don't know, five years, my husband decided to take, oh, we're just going to take this and we're going to use it to clean the fish's tank. Oh, gosh. Well, I ain't going to put my turkey in that bucket. I'm not even going to wash it and put my turkey in that bucket. Uh It's just not going to happen. So I went and bought a new one. I'm standing in line at Ace Hardware and I get on the the cashier says, somebody's going to brine a turkey. (laughs) 
That's hilarious. It was hilarious. And I, I said, had, you're absolutely right. I had no idea that's that's how you would. I've never brined a turkey, yeah. so I don't, wouldn't have You go get a five-gallon bucket. Well, that's fascinating. And I, I well, I'll open him and. I'll open him. Actually, mm-hmm. it's a her. McKenna named my turkey Gladys. So I will, I will open Gladys and, you know, do all, rinse her and all the stuff that I got to do and then put her in the bucket. I'm not sure how then, I would feel about eating Gladys. Well, you know, I mean, we'll I see. get it. I mean, I've, I, you know me and creatures. I know everything, but D- I couldn't name a dead turkey that I'm getting well, ready to eat. I but but I come from a background where we named our calves and then we were eating them a couple years later. So I'm, I it, it's that. very normal behavior for me. <laughs> I get it. We name our food around here. That's funny stuff. But, That's really um, funny. So, so yeah, I put her in the turkey and then, or put her in the, tur- put the turkey in the bucket mm-hmm. and then I will um, pour the brine in. That's cool. And I'm so thankful that it's cold enough this year that I can leave it, leave the bucket in the garage. Last year it was too warm on Thanksgiving. So I actually had to completely rearrange my refrigerator so that this five gallon bucket full of a 20 pound turkey plus liquid would fit wow. in my, would fit in my refrigerator. So. Wow. That's crazy. It is. So what are you doing? I'm traveling to Tennessee to see my family. Yes. So I'm so excited about that. That's going to be, that'll be a lot of fun. So I'm working, this is Tuesday, so I'm working tomorrow and then get in the car and, and travel and to Tennessee. Yeah. Yep. So that, right. I'm really looking forward to that is time. Levi with going them. with you? Of course. I thought so. Yep. Levi goes, Levi goes where I go. Yes. If he, you know, if he can. Um yeah, he he would go to work with me if he could. If he could, <laughs> right. he, he would be so good. He would just sit underneath my desk. Naturally, I, I shouldn't say he would not sit. He'd want to be on my lap the entire time. Uh, yes, I wouldn't get any work done. No, no. But no. um, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that, and um, have some cousins coming in. I'll have um, so I'll see my sister, her family, and um, an aunt and uncle, a cousin. Um, Is your brother coming? No. Okay. My brother just had a baby. Yes. Well, my brother didn't just have a baby. <laughs> yes. But so they're but not. He did. <laughs> but he did. But he did. And um, so um, so they're not traveling this year. Smart. Yeah. But Smart. yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be really I had fun. Because I had a Thanksgiving baby. Yes, you did. And that made, that completely changed our holidays. Mm-hmm. It, it really did. Mm-hmm. I had Megan the day before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And every Thanksgiving after has been vastly different than all of my Thanksgivings prior. Wow. Yeah. So, mm. And I think we've had three, three times when her birthday has fallen on Thanksgiving. That's fun. Yes. That's fun. Does so, she enjoy that? I think so. Okay. I think so. On the, day, on the years that her birthday, now obviously she's an adult now, so we'll see what happens the next time her birthday falls on. I use adult lightly. But, um... <laughs> we'll see what happens the next time her birthday falls on Thanksgiving. But while she was still a minor and under our care, we always went away mm-hmm. and did something for her birthday. That's cool. Which, yeah. So that's really she's cool. all the um her seventeenth birthday three years ago she didn't danced in the Macy's parade. And so those girls who are dancing on Thursday are in New York now. You know, doing their rehearsals and seeing the city and and all of these things. And she's like, I'm kind of jealous. Like, I really miss that that time. That was a, that was a great day. So, That's anyway. Well, very yes. good. So he won't go. That's smart. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah that, no, no. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that 
it'll, but it'll be a really good time. Last, last Thanksgiving was my first Thanksgiving, um, single. And that was just really hard. Every holiday was the very, like the first. And now that I'm through that, that, that first year, I can see how, because your life completely changes with, um, new traditions and find trying to just find your way again. And, Mm -hmm. and so this year is, you know, I feel alive again and I feel good. And so I'm just really excited to celebrate, you know? Yeah. Um, grief is, can be overwhelming and can be, I don't know, but you get through it. Yeah, you do. You get through it and you get through it in a way that, um, makes you stronger and gives you a new perspective, helps you to truly enjoy the good things. I'm not that I took it for granted, but now it's just even richer and more meaningful. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this Thanksgiving. Good. Yeah. Good. Be fun. I am. I'm, I'm hosting my parents are coming over and all five Ravenscrafts will be in the, in the house. In the house. That's awesome. And, um, and it is, it's, it's exciting, but there are, there, it's a little strange. Megan doesn't live here full time mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I love when she comes home, but I love when she goes back to, well, she has, she has her own <laughs> yeah, way of doing She has, She's- she has her own way of doing things. She has her own routines and her own schedule. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I'm in this. I'm I'm in this transition where it's it's different. It's different, mm-hmm. and it's not bad. It's just different. And so we're just you know learning what this means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. It is. Well, do so, you want me to ask you a question? I would love that. Let's see. Okay. Hmm. This is a great question. I obviously just looked down. It says how. Can we judge ourselves by our intentions, yet judge others by their actions? Ouch. I know. <laughs> um, wow. Is there an answer to that? Is there, is there an actual answer to that? Well, I think for me, I think a lot of it depends on personality. But I think so many times we think that we're doing so much better than we actually are because we we intend to do something or we intend to do some uh, to feel a certain way, but others can't. Others aren't able to see our insides, right? So they can only see behavior or they can only see actions or or whatever. So um, I think so many times we want people to understand what's going on in the inside, and there's and no they, way to they, do that. I, you know. It's like what Jesus says, you'll be known by your fruit. And so, um, there's this fine line of, of whatever's on the inside is going to come out on the outside. So if you're selfish on the, truly selfish on the inside, but you, you don't even know it, (laughs) it's going to come out in your, I mean, it will come out in your actions. And, um, yeah. So I just looked down there and saw that. I think it's a very profound question. It is. I don't know if we were ready to go that deep. Well, no, I'm just so obviously there. <laughs> we're not going to lie. There are people in my life that I judge. And a lot of that is by their actions. 
but I don't know that I judge myself by my intentions. I don't, I don't think I do either. I'm pretty, I will be honest and say I'm pretty harsh. I'm pretty harsh with myself. I'm you, hard on myself. Yeah, very hard. Um, because I know I'm what's harder on myself than I am other people. I am too. But I don't think that that's every way Betty's. One of the things that I'm learning is not, not everybody, well, not imagine this, not everybody's like me. Praise God for that. And a lot of people are saying we are so thankful for that. But I think so many times we think that other people are like us, that we think that that's if true. we if we think a certain way if we be if we feel a certain way then that if means we that, believe a certain way yeah other people tend that we we think that other people are like that um and so one one thing that I have learned is that the things that what the ways that I've been judged in my life the things that I've been accused of um I would take them such to heart but I'm learning to understand that that's kind of how they view themselves if they're going to put something out there that I know is not true. And it's probably how their belief system, how they're wired. Um, and, and just extend them grace in that and then go on to knowing how I'm created and, and who I am and who God's making me to be and letting that go. Um, so I, I agree with you. I, I, you and I were wired that way and that we are, that we're hard on ourselves. I don't think that all people are wired like that. I I agree with you. Not everyone is wired the same. And so back to, back to, there are people that I do find myself judging, but I try to live every day in the most profound sentence that's ever been spoken to me was you don't know your mom's story. You only know how her story impacts yours. Mm -hmm. Well, I've subtracted out my mom and put anybody I meet in that situation. I don't know the story to everyone that I come across. I only know how it impacts me. Their behavior. How their behavior, how their actions. Their words. How their words affect me. And... And the same is true for me, for them. I don't know how they don't know my whole story. They're only going to know how I impact theirs. So I try to live my life in a way that is going to make a positive influential impact. Mm -hmm. Now there are people who have repeatedly stomped on that and crushed that and earned <laughs> earned is the wrong word but but um but i no longer give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and i no longer extend them grace that's wisdom because it's to no me. longer my it's no longer in my hands mm-hmm. and i don't if i had something negative to say about somebody i'd say it to their face I'm not going to say anything behind someone's back that I wouldn't say straight to their face. Mm -hmm. So that's a profound question. And I do find myself judging people after a repeated circumstance or situation or behavior, Mm -hmm. fill in the blank along the way. So yeah, 
Does that, does any of that make sense? It totally makes sense. The th- the, and what's gone on in my life the past seven years, because I mean, um, my life profoundly changed um, with my ex's um, choice in 2012 to step outside of our marriage. Um, I was like, there were times that I was just a complete zombie. There were times that I was so angry. There were times that I was just, I couldn't get out of bed. There were times, all of these different things. If you wouldn't, if you wouldn't have known me pre affair <laughs> and then, you know, you would have thought what's going on. What's wrong with that girl? Mm-hmm. What's wrong? You know? And so I, I, Oh gosh. Um, it'll stay in there. Brian. I know. So no, I, I, I had, I have, I'm by nature, I'm an empath. Um, but it drove it in even further. Like I just became more patient with people cutting me off in traffic mm-hmm. or people mm-hmm. not being friendly or because before I would take things personally, like, because I, I would think I've done something wrong. I'm wrong. That's why they're treating me this way. Now I've come to realize, no, it's about them. It's about them. I've become less self-absorbed basically. Right. It's about them because there was no way that I could give of myself in a deeply profound, you know, in a deep way, because I was so broken. Mm -hmm. I was so depleted and all of these things. And there's just no way that I had it in me to be friendly and kind, overly kind or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Now, now when I see people like that, I think what's going on with them? Exactly. What can I do to give them a smile or take a little bit of the load off or let them whatever, in front of me and whatever, <laughs> whatever it is and just to extend them grace. Now there, now I've also run into people that are just dang mean. Oh, and you yeah. know, and so that to me is sometimes very difficult, but I'm also learning to not take it personally because it has nothing to, to do, do with, with me. That's right. Um, I, and that's a, that's obviously been a maturing thing and I become well, less self-absorbed because it's not, a, because it's not, not about, about me. me. It's about, that person and what they're going through. I'm at just the time. an extra in the movie of their life. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And they are an extra in the movie of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it is just that simple. Yeah. And so I try to live with that actively in my mind, whether I'm in traffic or at the grocery or, you know, working, dealing with people at school, whether it's parents, kids dealing with, um, you know, I work, I work outside the home now. So, um, in the sense of like, I actually have a job, like a, like everybody has a job, but you know what I mean? Like a work outside the home. So, um, dealing with the people that, cause there's times that I'm like, did I do something wrong if they don't like me, you know, or whatever. And, um, God continually is reminding me, Sarah, stop being, making it about you, make it about you know, then right. what's going through there and how can you, um, serve and minister to them? Um, yeah. Yes. But, mm-hmm. I like that. Oh, okay. So that was profound. Uh, you got to go shallow. This time. Got one. I just looked down. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? <laughs> Rocky road. Rocky road. When I was a teenager, my cousin Sarah and I would get a half a gallon of and it came in the it came in the cardboard containers, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. right? So um That's right. the box was demolished before the before the ice cream was finished. But we would get a half a gallon of Rocky Road and two spoons and that was our that was our 
Friday night or Saturday night or, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. So Rocky Road is my favorite ice cream. I can give you the place and the kind. It's Baskin Robbins um, chocolate with peanut butter in it. And like they had, like Baskin Robbins has this big chunks of peanut butter. And oh my gosh, it is so good. That's so like delicious. that's chocolate and peanut butter. I don't like peanut butter. What? I don't like peanut butter. I didn't know that about you. How did you not know this? I did not know that. Okay. That's like, that's shocking to me. I don't like peanut butter. Well, bless your heart. I I, I mean, I love peanut butter. When I was a little girl, I see, I thought that I invented chocolate and peanut butter (laughs) ice cream because my mom would buy chocolate and then I would go get the Jif and I would just put put peanut butter butter on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought that I was the, no, not so much, but, um, but I didn't invent Rocky Road, but if you want to bring me some chocolate ice cream, yes, I will sprinkle marshmallows and almonds on top of it. Yeah, that <laughs> would be happy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, favorite. that's I, man, I, and I don't get it very well. There's not really a Baskin Robbins around here that I feel like is very close, or maybe I'm just not paying attention. I don't know. I don't get it hardly ever. Yeah, I think it's over on 42. Oh, it was okay. But anyway, the closest is on 42. Dang, it's you, still there. Oh, no, yeah, know. even though, no. Now I'm just going to be thinking about going to go get that stupid ice cream. When are we getting ice cream, Sarah? Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your favorite childhood book? Childhood. Um, childhood. Okay. So when I was a kid, I loved the Boxcar Children. I read them like obsessively when I wasn't reading. Um, what was what were those babysitter books? The um. Babysitter Club? Yes, the Babysitter Club. Thank you. And um, I had this one book as a teenager that I I can still, I don't know what it was called, but I can see the cover of it clear as day in my mind. And I read it over and over and over again. Um, I have no idea how to find like what that book was, but it was about an abused teenager and how she was dealing with her um her circumstances and i read that book all the time so those would be my those would be mine's the boxcar children yeah i had no idea and the reason that became um my favorite was because of my teacher my my kindergarten teacher and then she was also my third grade teacher it was miss ritter's camp and i can still see her see her setting up in the windowsill with her feet kind of on that radiator yeah. old thing and her just reading those books i just remember sitting there well loving the stories but it had more to do with miss ritter's camp than it had to do with the books themselves so i would i just i thought she was incredible she was such an amazing teacher for me and to me she gave me a safe i mean she just she encouraged me so much and let me to know that i yeah. was um that i was loved and yeah so it had you know but I would go home and I would want to read those. I just, I'd read, I think I have them now. I mean, I still love them. And then also, um, Laura Ingalls Wilder series. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, thinking about how, well, I love history one. And then thinking about just how simple life was not easy, but simple, simple. because it was based on, um, so you, you, you did stuff to survive and yes. to live. You didn't do things to, to be happy necessary. I mean, yeah. you, you found happiness in the people that you were with and doing life together. And I, I loved reading the, mm-hmm. the, just the simplicity of life, very difficult life. I but would simple, but simple. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those two. I like those. 
All right. Hmm. Is suffering a necessary part of the human condition? And what would people who never suffered be like? Uh, um, I think suffering is self-defined. Okay. I don't think that... I don't think there should be one global term for suffering. Although I will say that there can be different degrees. It's on a continuum. It's on, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, is it, what was the first question? Is suffering a necessary part? No, it's not necessary. You don't think? I don't think. Okay. I don't. Um, I think that there can be tremendous growth without suffering. Okay. I think that while you can't have a true understanding, you can have empathy mm-hmm. for a situation or a circumstance. Um I, yeah, that, that's, that's my answer. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just going to disagree and I say that suffering is, um, a necessary part of the human condition because I believe that suffering refines us. I think that suffering, um, but we don't need to be refined to be our best self. Uh, and I will disagree with that. And I, and the reason I will do that is I'm going to go to, um, uh, in Philippians, Philippians three. And do we have to be refined through suffering? Well, I understand that. I, I do understand. Um, let's see here. Okay. So talking about, this is, um, Paul writing when he was in prison and, um, he says, um, he talks about that he was just the best of the best. He had all of these credentials because he was this great um, religious person. And he then he goes on to say, I once thought that these things were valuable. And that's exactly how I felt because I was involved with so many things and finding my value and my worth in that. But he says, but now I consider them worthless because of what Jesus has done. Yes, everything is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else counting it all as garbage so that I can, could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous, made right with faith in Jesus. For God's way of making us right with him depends on faith. I want, this, is where I, this is what I just remembered um, as when that suffering word came up. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. So that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. And I don't think for me, I don't think that we can experience the resurrection power without experiencing the suffering, without experiencing the death. And with death, there is suffering. It doesn't matter what is the death of. It could be the death of a marriage. It could be the death of a a literal death of someone. It could be the the death of a dream. It could be the death of, um, I don't know. But there's, in death, there's suffering. Okay, but he also says that it is by faith. And Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're baptized, 
they dunk you in the water and they say your old self dies and you are reborn new. Mm-hmm. So it is by faith, not by suffering. And I that and I and I are offered that. And I get that and I totally understand that. I just think that there's no way that you can go through life in a fallen world without experiencing suffering. I think it's an unrealistic That doesn't make it necessary. Okay. Well, for me in my experience, I believe that it is necessary because who I would be without suffering, I think I would be more selfish. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't for me. Mm-hmm. And, the, and you know, this is my experience. No, I, and I and this comes from someone who has lost pretty much I mean, down to the bare bones of of what my life was. But through that, I'm understanding that um, that it's not that my suffering is not in vain; that it's for a greater good, a greater glory, and um, that's where I come in with the faith because it's still holding on to the fact that my suffering produces a a good, a redeeming thing that I didn't even know would have would have existed. Um, and so I think why I say it's necessary is because I lo- I mean this is just this is probably overused but you either you're either going th- you're either re- getting ready to go through a trial you're in one or you're coming out of one that's just the that's just the thing of life nothing in life is um is guaranteed there's nothing in life that will always go smoothly I think that that's what points us to wanting to longing something that's not in the here and now it's it's our home in heaven i think that if we were always comfortable here there'd be no need for a longing for heaven but on my side Mm -hmm. i would say that i don't think you need to be suffering to be uncomfortable or to find discomfort um I would, I honestly, I wouldn't, th- there are things in my past and, and in my life that have been redeemed mm-hmm. and that are being used for good, but I wouldn't call it suffering. Maybe that's because I was a child. I don't know. Um, I believe that you can have a mindset that can move you through trials and and hard times without falling into deep suffering. Um I'm gonna tell I'm gonna disagree with you on that fine. because and I and I love that because there's no nothing in my mindset that would have stopped the divorce. No, there's not to stop it. No. Correct. Because that was not in your complete control. Correct. You're dealing with another person who had free will. Correct. So out of that, or there's nothing that, you know, or if cancer strikes you. Um, I am actually part, I, I know people who are dealing with cancer right now, right now mm-hmm. getting treatment and who are doing it strong and courageous and, and wouldn't say saying, that it's suffering. I'm not saying. Well, it's hard. Okay. And well, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm of the, I guess you need to find out what suffering is. That's better. what, but 
suffering is anything where you're uncomfortable and it can be on okay. and, uh, for me, but it does, it, you can choose how you're going to deal with the suffering. Um, and that's what I think I'm trying to say is okay. that I, I, I think suffering is necessary, but I also think that there's a choice that you make in the midst of suffering, how you're going to respond to it, what you're going to do with it. Um, and I think that if no one ever, if none of us ever went through difficult times, if none of us ever did it, we would be self-absorbed, um, know-it-all, um, lacking empathy kind of people. And that's why I think that we experience suffering is to lose that part of ourselves. Like, I'm glad I'm not 20 in my 20 year old, because I thought I had it all figured out, Mm -hmm. but then, then life hits me and I'm like, well, no, I don't got it figured out. Right. And that's what I mean by suffering because it's, it's uncomfortable. It's difficult. It's, I mean, it's just, but I agree with you on the sense that you choose where your hope is. You choose where your mind goes. You choose where, how you think about it, how you term, how you frame that suffering. You have a choice in that. Right. So I can choose to frame mine into not calling it suffering. Okay. That I think that that's just the difference in what we're saying is how you define suffering. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, so, and that's fair. I, that's perfect. And I, I think that, that you're right in that you wouldn't be the woman you are now without what you're calling your suffering because you don't know who you would be. God put a calling on your life when you were a little girl. He had a mission for your life long before any of the suffering began. And you don't know what journey that would have taken because evil stepped in and changed the direction. Mm-hmm. But you're still where he intended you to go. Okay. You just take a detour. Right. But in the midst of that, there was deep pain and deep sorrow. No, yeah. So for me, that's suffering. Okay. Um, and and so I, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I firmly believe that Jesus suffered. And so if Jesus suffered. But he suffered so we didn't have to. But our character. <laughs> you can't argue with that one. That is what it says. That, Well, I, I don't know necessarily. I okay. just I'm go back to if I want to be like Jesus, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go through what he, I mean, there's part, okay. of, part of me that's just going to go through what experience that. Um, I think, and, and I'm just going to say this because I was married to a man who thought that everything should always be happy and there's never hard times and there's all of these things. That's just not a, I, for me, I, I just don't, I, I don't believe that. I just, okay. I can't believe that because I see life is just hard. It is. And, and so to always think that there's just, that there's not going to be conflict or there's not going to be disease or there's not going to be whatever it is. I I just, I think that if I would, I just, I don't know. I just don't understand um, how I can expect. And, and maybe I'm not, 
maybe I'm not thinking about it the right way, but I also know what I've experienced the past seven years. Yeah. And, um, know that, that it was a terrible time, but that there was still good in the midst of it. I, again, I go back to my professor, Bob, when he said that every good thing comes from God. And so if I experience good in the midst of a fallen world, that's where we live, then I'm experiencing God's, God's grace, God's mercy. Yes. And, um, so there's not this, um, over, if Jesus wouldn't have come, this world would have only been about suffering. That's, that's, that's how I view it. That's because we live in a fallen world, but he came first. So it was never intended to be a world of suffering. How God created it. Absolutely. That's how it was yeah. created. Absolutely. It was created that way. Hi, baby. Hey. Megan's home. Hi. Hi, dog. Okay. Yes, that's how, yes, that's how it was created. That was the intention. But then he gave us free will, mm-hmm. which brought in suffering, which then Jesus came to redeem and to, to do that. Um, but that doesn't mean that we don't still live in a fallen world, which right. means that there's still suffering, which means that, um, but when we experience Jesus, we understand. I guess I don't understand how you think that there's just not suffering. I didn't say there wasn't suffering. I said it's not necessary. Okay. And I think that you need to, I think that each person can individually define their own suffering. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how would you describe- Because I've had conflict mm-hmm. and I've had hard times and my life has not always been easy. Mm-hmm. But I would not define getting to where I am and being who God created to me as a path of suffering that got me here. No, I don't think that that's. Um, the question asks, is it a necessary part of the human condition? And I guess you're saying that people don't need to suffer in order to. I, I, I don't. Believe that they do. Okay. I don't believe that they do. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just agree to disagree. Very good. I'm okay with that. Um, Let's see here. I'll try to make it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is the worst commercial you've ever seen and why is it so bad? Oh, what was it? We just saw a commercial the other day. That, and <laughs> Can I tell you that what I love about modern technology is that I don't have to watch Correct. many commercials? That is true. I absolutely despise commercials. We had this conversation with our kids a few um, weeks ago about how about commercials when I, in, in our day. And so we were telling them, you know, um, um, what is it? Oh, my goodness. What is it? What's the Folgers slogan? Hmm. Folgers in your cup, but I can't remember the first part of it. Anyway, like we had this whole, we had this, this whole um, conversation with our kids about how commercials when we were kids, like those things stuck in your head. And, you know, um, we, we showed McKenna the end of some uh, 
G.I. Joe, because now you know, and knowing is half the battle, you know? And so, <laughs> like, having such a good time with that and talking about commercials when we were kids, I I just saw an absolutely terrible commercial just recently, and I cannot remember what it was for. It was that bad. <laughs> That's so funny. You had to block it from your memory. I did. It was terrible. I mean, like, we had this whole family discussion about how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It was terrible. That's funny. I'm like you. I don't. Well, I don't have cable or anything. I have like, um, I have apps that I mm-hmm. watch. So yeah, that's what I, we did. We did. Right. So, but when I'm around um, any kind of TVs right now, I mean, I don't remember anything from a past. I'm only talking about right now. So what I do for a living is I apply to a bunch of insurance companies for a, for a big um, medical office and, and practice. And so I'm always dealing with insurances and always like, it's just constantly on my mind. And anytime right now I see it and like, I feel like they're always on are these insurance commercials of how this insurance is better than this insurance. And that, and I'm just like, I just want to stop the insurance stuff stop stop and make it all go away. Um, there you go. They're suffering yes. right there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so, dealing with insurance companies, if that can define suffering, like that, that's a pretty bad thing. to Yeah. Do. So anyways, no, I mean, that, you know, about my job, I, again, I, I love the people that I work with. So that, and, and I understand that I'm serving patients by doing that. So I have to rewire my, there you go from mindset of, I know that it's serving a purpose and I know that it's, it's not what I want to be necessarily want to be like doing that, but you, it's a mindset of, okay, but what can I do to make it good and fun and, and silly and, and all those things and, and just make jokes about it. You just have to, but, um, but doing the, seeing those commercials, I'm just like, oh my goodness, that's not right. And that's not right. <laughs> I'm like listening to them talk. So yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so. yeah. No, I, I absolutely despise commercials. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. Okay. Last one. Yeah. Since Meg's here, who is the messiest person, you know? My son, uh-huh. <laughs> hands down, um, you know, 18 years ago, I could have named any one of my brothers and it would have fit, but my son mm-hmm. is 18 years old and still makes the biggest mess at the kitchen table, has the messiest room in the house. Um, yes, my, my son. Mine too. Bless his heart. Oh my goodness. I, I look at him sometimes and I'm like... I taught you how to clean up after yourself. I know I did. Yeah. I don't understand. But he wasn't picking up what I was laying down. <laughs> Obviously. He's not he's picking up nothing. definitely not picking up what he's laying down. That's right. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm like, Luke, I don't understand how you can live like this. Yeah. And then I would ask him, mom, I'll get it later. I'll do this. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, you won't because you don't even see it. I don't even know. Like, I really don't understand how you don't see filth and dirt being just yes. dirt around and just my brain cannot comprehend yeah, I it. I can't comprehend it. I can't. I mean, as I, I miss my son because, you know, he's in Arizona and I, but I do not miss his filth. Yeah. I will, I will give you that. Right? I know Matthew was, you know, mom, my, some friends and I were talking about like, you know, in a year or so, you know, getting a, getting a house together and it'd be like four, four guys and I, I ain't coming over there. I would not either. I would not walk in there in a hazmat suit. I'm like, I'm not coming. Right, right. That's exactly what Luke, Luke's living with a couple of buddies out in Arizona in an apartment. Oh my I'm goodness. Just, as much as I miss him and I, I, I'm, I ain't glad going. I, I'm glad I don't have to live in that apartment. Yeah. Mm-mm, no, thank you. Yes, absolutely. 
what i don't i don't know where i went wrong <laughs> probably because we did so much for him probably but they were, well, i don't know or i or and it can just be personality too i think it's there my son is just lazy he just doesn't want to he'll he'll do it when he absolutely has to mm-hmm. but by then it's so bad i'm like if you would have just done a little bit at a time right it would be fine uh-huh yeah yeah that's no. funny tough my son Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine too. So sloppy. Yeah. Although my pup likes to pull all of his toys out and leaves them scattered all over the house. Well, so he is a boy. He is mess too. <laughs> he's the yes, little one. He he's is. the little boy. That's he funny. Is. And he's cute, so he gets away with it. But yeah. <laughs> all right. Y'all, thank you so much for joining us on um, on our journey. And, and I love that we can even come together and agree to disagree. Absolutely. Um, which... Which just shows that Sarah and I are are different. Sarah and I are a lot different, but we're a lot the same too. And we both love each other enough to say, you know what? It's okay for us to think differently. Mm-hmm. And that's that's perfectly okay. If you are in the United States, we wish you the happiest of Thanksgivings. Take the time to sit down and... And um, write out write out what you're thankful for, and actually spend the time being thankful. We spend this whole day, we spend all of this money for this one day, but do we actually spend the time being thankful? And that's and that's definitely a mindset that you can that you can be thankful for anything in every situation every day every day every day not just once a year we love you guys and we hope that you have a fantastic week until next time please continue to live your life authentically <laughs>